What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Lauda, what do you got? All right, so I initially had the Tesla situation, but you know what? I'm not even going to talk about it. So if you guys are a national park person or someone who likes to be outdoors, I know, Sedano, you like to hike. Cap, we're working on you. Um, you can visit any national park for free this Saturday. It's in celebration of National Park Week. If you do want to camp overnight, there's still going to be fees for that. But usually, you know, you have to pay to go into national parks. And if you guys want to enjoy an outing with your family, it's free on Saturday. Oh, that's nice. I think the weather's been nice, too. So I feel like the weather was beautiful today. Oh, Mm -hmm. my God. It's still beautiful out. My goodness. Yeah, I mean, it was super windy yesterday. That was crazy. Terrible. And the Santa, is it the Santa Ana winds at this time of year? I'd always forget. Santa Ana, yes. See, Santa Ana, see. And don't say, yeah, it always (laughs) gives me. The uh, like it, my allergies go nuts during the. Oh the yeah, wins. for yeah. sure. But you know, I, I don't know. Like I'm a big outdoorsy person when I can, so like being able to do that with your fam and it being free, especially because you know gas prices are high right now, you yeah, can you know you can save money on that. Hey, what's the deal? I thought the governor was supposed to send us four hundred dollars for every car we have registered because gas prices are so Why? high. What happened with that? Why are you asking us? Isn't he your boy? Right, you should. You text know, I should. I should yeah, text him. Facetime. Yeah, time, I should right? text him. I should ask him. Yo, See Gav. How we catch him in lies. <laughs> yo, yo, Gav, what up? Where's Where's my money? Okay, that's gonna go well with him. <laughs> All right, National Parks. Hi, Capellini. We should call you that, Capellini. Is that a thick-sounding pasta? Because when Mason called me spaghetti arms, it's just still not sitting no, well with me it at all. It's not a, a thick. Also, in, in regards to that, look at the picture that Sedano tweeted out in response to Mason's comment. Because yeah, did you see I don't that? know if he's in any place to be calling anyone spaghetti arms. Right. Well, that's, that's what's so utterly insulting about the whole thing. I mean, to, for, for Steve Mason to call me spaghetti arms, I mean, that's... I mean, if if he were like had Arnold Schwarzenegger arms, I would get it, right? Mm. You know, right? Like if Keyshawn called you, uh, yeah, makes sense. You know, spaghetti arms. No, not no. I I, I wouldn't like it if Keyshawn called me spaghetti arms either. Whoa. Oh, Why? really? Well, Key was talking about it yesterday. How he's not really into working out right now, and he needs to get himself back into working out. Yeah. Uh, but Key, I feel. Like but he's still he, bigger yeah. than you. Yeah. A lot yeah. bigger. A lot bigger. Yeah. Uh, what about if, like, uh, DeMarco did that? Yeah, if DeMarco called me spaghetti arms, I'd get it. Yeah. You know? But Mason, He's got rigatoni arms. Yeah, Mason calling me spaghetti arms. I mean, come on. Yeah. Can we address what Beto tweeted at us? Oh, wait. Well, so Beto said this in a text. I don't know what he tweeted yet. Oh, okay. But he wrote, my son Mateo asked, what's OGFR? He's 17. So what the heck is Cap talking about? Yeah, Beto is, um, he's kind of like the language police out there. Yeah. You know, he does that. He does that. Like, I'm, on, I'm trying to remember what it was. On God for Real? On God yeah, for I Real. Yeah, By the way, people are tweeting at us, and they're saying, on God for Real is a real thing. One person tweeted. Millions. <laughs> millions of people, Lindsay Baseball. Millions. One Lindsay, millions. Yeah, One person on Twitter sa- represents it, millions. It, it's literally the only Sanch is the only person saying So Beto tweeted. In re- so somebody, you know, because he said, what the F is OGFR, Kaplan loses me. Somebody tweeted back, and then he goes, he responded to that person, to Carlos Sanchez on Twitter, and said, Kaplan Hadas. Kaplan, Kaplan what? Hadas. Kaplan oh, I know what that yeah, means. Yeah, That's yeah. supposed to be a playoff of yeah. some other word that we yeah. can't say because Laura's going to dump it. Yes. 
Kaplan Hadas. I it's like just it. a Spanish word for mm-hmm. something else. Mm-hmm. Basically, you're like, he's calling you a wussy. He is? Yeah. What's he calling me a wussy for? Yeah. I like Dale's like Kaplan Hadas. I like Dale. It's actually kind of funny if you knew the Spanish word. It would actually, it's a great play on words. <laughs> Kaplan Hadas. We can say Kaplan Hadas, and all the people that know Spanish will know what the hell we're talking about. Like, you know how I can't, I don't need to dump Kaplan Hadas. So if you say Kaplan Hadas, then we know. So we could call them Kaplan Hadas. Are you guys saying Kaplan Hadas like Hala? No, no. (laughs) Kaplan Hadas with a D. Oh, Kaplan Hada. What about Cappy? Can you do Cappy Hadas? No. Can't do that? (laughs) Can't do that. No, no, no. Uh, Laura, by the way, I've seen the commercial again for Pollo Loco uh, and their birria tacos with their consume. And people have tweeted me after we talked about it the last time and said they were good. No, there's one guy that's always tweeting us about food. Always. And said they were were pretty good. No, he said they sucked. No, there was another guy. No, there's a different guy. It's not Garrett Nakagawa who always tweets us about food. This is another guy who said that he's had them and they're good. Mm, I don't know. I went to the doctor and my nurse, the, the the girl that drew my blood, she was like, oh, my God, I wanted to go try the. And I was like, girl, why? She's <laughs> like, because it was just there. It's right next door to them. And right, she, it's got easy. The, she got the bubble guts. Let okay. me tell you something. Mm. El Pollo Loco. I do for, love El Pollo Loco, though, but no. El Pollo Loco for like what it is, like fast food, basically. It's, I like the chicken there. It's pretty good. I yeah. do. I like the chicken Dude, there. It's good. Seriously. My mom, my mom is a huge Pollo Loco. We are huge Pollo Loco fans in the house. Like I, I genuinely like the taste of their chicken. But, mm. yeah. you know, you got to draw the line. You got to draw the line somewhere. What, is, what does Beto have to do with this? <laughs> no, pero, 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 but. But. Oh. Pero. Like for me, Hello. like, oh my God, I can't. Caplanadas. I'm just going to. Yes, more caplanadas. Yeah. Yes. That's, we could teach Lindsay that. Caplanadas. She can just use that. Mm-hmm. She can be a uh, mm-hmm. fellow. OGFR. Damn right. <laughs> yes, thank you, Lindsay. Yes. Damn right. It's going to catch on if it hasn't already. All right. That is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from, where, from wherever you are. I'm guessing that's not going to catch on. I'm telling you right now that it's, it's already a thing. All right, let me tell you something. Let let me just tell you one thing right now. We were talking about Clayton Kershaw earlier, George. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we had Reggie Jackson's reaction where he's like, are you people for real? This is baseball. Get out of the way, non-baseball people. Like you, Dave Roberts. Get out of the way. Get out the way. Get out the way. Get out the way. You you mentioned Fergie Jenkins. Um, Okay, hold on a second. Uh, Laura, you know who Fergie Jenkins is? Not trying to embarrass you. I'm hoping you say no. Sorry, I did not know my mic. <laughs> <No. laughs> I mean, he's Lindsay, an old timer who played for the. I know Cubs, who Fergie though. Jenkins is. No, I've heard oh. the name, but I I don't know like of okay. him. Yeah. No, but he is not the lead singer of the Black Eyed Peas. Okay, it's a different Fergie. Yeah, Fergie's all right. You just woman. were yeah. waiting to, to tell yeah. that joke. No, I actually just that did that. That is a bad joke if I've ever heard. <laughs> but it, but I was I I was <laughs> happy I was able to get Black Eyed Peas out of my mouth because I was like. Oh, my God, I just said Fergie's not the Fergie. Fer- uh, what's the name of that? And I got it. I'm actually happy I got it. But here's the thing. Um, as much as, like, old-time baseball guys are ripping the Dodgers for not giving Clayton Kershaw the chance, listen to this tweet from Jeff Passan, who I think is, you know, really probably the best baseball reporter out there. Jeff Passan says this. If it's a no-hitter, whatever, yank him. Clayton Kershaw has thrown one. But there have been more than 22,000 games in Major League Baseball history. There have been 
perfect games. Then he goes on to say, everything, especially a pitch count of 80, is lining up to at least let Kershaw try. You cannot pull him. So that's from Jeff Passan. Okay, great. But Jeff Passan can have his opinion and we can disagree with it. Totally right on. Totally right. I just feel like we might be, and I'm surprised by this, we might be in the minority because we're thinking rationally, which is also unusual. I usually think emotionally. Yes. So my, my initial reaction is, Dave, what are you doing? You don't pull a guy out when he's only got 80 pitches and he's pitched a perfect game through seven innings. That is my initial reaction. Mm-hmm. But then I think about it for a second. Who are we talking about here? What time during the season are we talking about? And what's more important, his long-term health or getting a perfect game on his record? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to tell you guys, I, I feel like I'm in the minority here, but I feel like I'm on the right side of this one. Okay. I, I, I agree. That. I feel like I'm well, on the right side of this, too. I feel like I'm on the right side, so there you go. There you go. Everyone feels O-G-F-R. like you're on the right side. Yeah. Oh, GFR is right. You're in the middle, huh? <laughs> you're right in the middle. I'm Switzerland. <laughs> what What is baseball and being a fan for if you're not an irrational fanatic, right? That's any sport. Yeah, it yeah. works. It works really well if you have a completely normal spring and you're and you got a guy who doesn't have a history of injuries. But when you have what we have here today, the smart play for his long term health and for the team's success was to yank him but the emotional side of what are you doing is a perfect game you never see this it's clayton kershaw love to have a shot but again like i said to to greg bergman who is like extreme dodger fan i said is it just me or like maybe i'm wrong but i don't think people are expecting a whole lot of kershaw this season anyway like people were just kind of wrote him off as like oh he was he's gonna go somewhere else the dodgers aren't gonna sign him and then when they did it was like oh good clayton kershaw's back but i don't feel like people are expecting him to be like top of the rotation guy at all no they're expecting him to be the number three starter Hmm. no i feel like even that's generous well who's listen we sit here all day long and have this argument but i mean really you you have bueller urias and Kershaw, and after that, you got question mark, question mark, and question mark, and more question marks. Well, I just, I'm just saying, I kind of thought of Clayton Kershaw as a bit of a question mark himself coming into the season, based on his availability, you know, last year and even the year before. Look, I am with everybody here. I totally get it. You're being selfish about it, and I don't blame you for that. Because how often do we get a chance to see a perfect game through seven innings? Pretty rarely. By the way, this could have also been, you talk about a great comeback story. We all were talking about Tiger Woods last weekend. This could have been the most amazing thing. Clayton Kershaw, in his first start of the season, who's only pitched 75 pitches in a simulated game, who's been hurt for the last X number of months, he's working his way back to health, in his first start of the season, Kershaw pitches a perfect game. That would have been an incredible story. It really would have. But it didn't happen. But it's not, it doesn't, like, it's not, to me, that's not the goal of this team right now. Like, the goal for Clayton Kershaw and this team is to win a championship. So, great. I mean, it's, it would have been cool, but it's not really, like, a big deal. It, you know, the more important thing, the priority should be winning a championship and make sure Clayton, Clayton Kershaw is healthy in October. I felt like if Clayton Kershaw would have said, this sucks, I was seven innings in, I was only 80 pitches in, and frankly, given my history, I think I deserve the opportunity, and I'm pissed. If he says that, 
I'm kind of on his side. But he's never going to say that because he's Clayton Kershaw. Like, has he ever said right. anything remotely along those lines where he's, like, disagreeing yes. with anybody? I feel like he's pretty vanilla. He is very vanilla. I feel like we would have been able to tell from his tone if he was unhappy about it. I don't know. See, to me, you guys said, like, he he didn't sound bent out of shape about it. To me, I feel like he kind of sounded like he was a little bit disappointed. He wasn't angry. He was disappointed. Okay, Dad. Listen, exactly. I'll tell you this, I'll tell you this right now. <laughs> does he have does has he from a career standpoint and who he is and his stature in the game, does he deserve the opportunity to go back out there? I think he does. But where we are in the season and the injury history, it just doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense. It's one of 162. If you're halfway into the season and his arm is built up and his conditioning is right on and he's feeling good, go for it. But at this time of the year, I don't know, maybe I'm looking at it all wrong. Maybe I should be looking at it the other way. This is the time of the year to let him go for it because if he does have soreness, if he does get hurt, he got the plenty whole season. You yep. have plenty of time till we get to September. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm looking at it all wrong. Am I, George? I, no, I don't think you are. For once, I don't think you are. Wow. Wow. Right, well, you, don't win, you don't win the season in April, in May. So okay, well, that's, that's, that's what we're saying. I get there you, you Lindsay. I get you. That is what I'm saying. All right. Coming up next, let's get into uh, there's apparently some stuff around the Lakers coaching job. Uh, there's some perhaps new updates, let's just call them, on the uh, potential candidates. We'll do that coming up in four minutes. And then after that, by the way, we're going to come back for the rest of the show, basically. We're going to go right till 55 past the hour. So we're going to do probably like 35 straight minutes. So stick around for that. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> you sound like you're trying oh, to go was... to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, he's unconstitutional. Ahem. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, I was choking there for a second. Sound like me. Mm. <laughs> Trying to sleep. Dude, yeah, you sounded like you needed to go, like you were constipated there. Really? I thought I sounded like a hype man. Like, yeah. Hell yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. No? No. I guess I was going in another one. <laughs> That's what I should have played. Uh. 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 Does Alex Toussaint do that during club bangers? Hell to the yeah, he does. Does he really? Does he sit there and make those like grunts and stuff? He's like, yo, do you be free? Have fun. Do you be free? Right. Have fun. <laughs> right. I like that. I like that. I'm not mad at that. Yet. You can't be mad at that, George. It's Alex <laughs> Toussaint right there. <laughs> be free. Oh, it's hilarious. I mean, you. I'm, listen, I'm going to get you guys one day on a Peloton to take an Alex Toussaint club banger. Right. Listen. I would love a Peloton. I would do anything for a Peloton. Not anything, but I would do. I want a Peloton. They're just expensive. 
They're yeah. amazing deals right now. I mean, I'm not really speaking on their behalf, but I'm telling you right now, the deals that they make on these things, you can get them, Linz. I think I think I pay 60 bucks a month for my Peloton. I saw a lady post a video on TikTok yesterday that was like, calling all divorced men or about to be divorced men whose wife cheated on them. I'm trying to buy a Peloton for cheap. <laughs> I was like, yep. I need to do that. Yep. You buy them used. It's even better. It's right. That's right. Alex Toussaint. I'm trying to remember how he, he, there's four things. Why don't that you just do get you... Greg's? He doesn't use it. Yeah, that's Oh, that's idea. true. You should just get Greg's. Yeah. I, f- I feel like he's having a hard time letting go of it and the notion that like he wants to use it. Right. But he don't. Right. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> boss. I mean, you buy him out of this thing. Take him out of his misery. Poor Greg. I know. Well, he's probably upset that he doesn't ever use it, you know? Why isn't Mason calling him noodle arms? Good question. Good question. Very good question, as a matter of fact. George, where were we? Help me out here. Where were we? Um, We were going to talk about the Lakers situation. So, Linz, what's the story on Jason Kidd that popped up? Oh, I just saw, well, that the headline is just, can the Lakers sway Jason Kidd away from the Mavs? Could they steal him away? And it was just kind of like a hypothetical about whether or not he'd ever go there. I don't think he would. Jason Kidd leaving the Mavericks to come coach the Lakers. Now, let me tell you my first inclination. Absolutely not. Why would you leave Luka Doncic, who is going to be a top five MVP candidate this year, who is 22 years old, to coach the Lakers? Plus, he's got a great owner. He seems like he's happy, like helping, you know, build, hoping he, build he, a team. He won a championship is... there. Right. <laughs> so. I don't know if I buy that. Like what? Like yeah, I don't buy that for a second. I think there was something else in that article though about how you know could the Lakers possibly get Jason Kidd to come back? Which just by the way, I want to say something right now. If you bring Jason Kidd in here or Mark Jackson, it doesn't really matter. The roster has to be fixed. The coach might help some things. You know, might help clean up the cultural issues. When I say that, what I mean is you know the locker room, the chemistry, the whole deal. Um, but seriously, like just thinking that. They're going to bring in a coach and snap their fingers, and all of a sudden they're back to championship contender. Forget about it. It's not happening like that. And the, the other part of that article, though, George, was this. Well, you know, LeBron really has an, a, an affection for Luka. So right. mm-hmm. maybe, maybe LeBron will find himself eventually playing with Luka and playing for Jason Kidd, but in Dallas. No, that's not happening. Okay, well, that was just intimated. In the I think article. it was Windhorse that, like, implied that in a way. Yeah, LeBron's not leaving LA, man. I agree with that. I don't think LeBron's leaving. I think uh, I think LeBron will absolutely finish his career as a Laker. I think LeBron may not sign an extension and may just play this year out and then just kind of go year by year. But I just think his business, the business of LeBron, is wrapped up now in the entertainment industry in L.A., and he likes living here, and his family seems to like living here. I don't think LeBron's going anywhere. Oh, I disagree. I think he's leaving after he plays his last year out. Really? Yep. George, any morsels you'd like to drop on us about that? I don't have any morsels on that. Okay, well, that's unfortunate. I would tell you. I know you would. Sorry. I know you would. It's unfortunate. Well, Winter said, don't ever judge LeBron 100% on his words. Judge him on his actions. Oh, no, that's 100% true. Yeah, that's 100% true. 
for right. sure. Definitely judge him on his actions. Listen, I don't think Jason Kidd's going to be the coach of the Lakers. What the Lakers probably should have done last year is they probably should have thought to themselves a little bit more about Jason Kidd, what they thought he could eventually mean to their franchise, and they probably should have tried to have figured out a way to have kept him a year ago. And even if that would have meant a year ago saying, hey, Frank, um, I know you won a championship a year ago, and we didn't win a championship this year, and there were a lot of injuries, and this is all pre-Rust, by the way. But you know what? Just We, we kind of feel like we'd rather go in the Jason Kidd direction than the Frank Vogel direction. They could have done that. Or they could have said to Jason Kidd, hey, look, don't go anywhere. We'll pay you more. You're the, the next guy. If, if things don't work out with Frank, you're the next guy. Now, by the way, that could have created even more chemistry problems for the franchise. But if you really love Jason Kidd, maybe you should have found a way to keep him around or give him the head coaching job a year earlier. He ain't coming here. Not now. Right. Yeah. No, you had to make that move last year. So it's not how I, – I, why would you leave Luka Doncic? And, and, you know, Cuban, to Lindsey's point, is a great owner. I, and I, a place where you played as a player. Right, Cause, and cause that's what players yeah, do. They I, play. I, I don't, I, yeah. yeah, they do play. Yeah, that's an excellent point by you. Um, and then there's the – what's the thing on Doc Rivers, Linz? Well, Doc Rivers kind of cleared the air, and he said that him being mentioned for other coaching jobs, he doesn't think that it's – he said it's disrespectful. He doesn't think it's fair. He mentioned how he thought the Frank Vogel thing was really unfair. And, I mean, he basically just, like – poo-pooed the whole idea of him possibly going to the Lakers and the fact that people are talking about it, he's not okay with that. Oh, well, I also on. think that Laker break. fans probably wouldn't want Doc. Like, it just nope. seems fairly obvious. Yeah, there but you go, why, nope. why are people talking about it like it's such a thing? Like, what? Is, I mean, Doc Rivers, is. I don't think he's really that good of a coach. Like, I just don't, well, I don't I see mean, why people are talking about it. Like, it's so. It's like a, a thing. Like, it's even logical. Uh, well, I think some people just think he'd love to be back in L.A., right? So I think that's part of it. But I think that um, I mean, he's look. He was voted one of the fifteen greatest coaches of all time. I I would debate that. You know, mm. maybe that that was uh, bestowed mm. upon him in a way where I I don't know. I was surprised. Like, let's just say when I saw his name on that list. Um, but but I do think that. Look, I think Doc doesn't get enough credit. I'll do this. And and Ramona could attest to this because she's doing this, this, you know, her story basically is going to be the thing on FX in a couple, you know, sooner rather than later, I guess. Doc doesn't get enough credit for stewarding the Clippers franchise through that disaster situation that was Donald Sterling. So I do think he deserves a lot of credit there. Uh, I do think, you know, getting to two finals, winning a championship with the Celtics, they probably should, that team probably should have won more if I had to guess. And he probably would say the same thing. But. Uh, he's been a great coach. I don't know if he's one of the greatest coaches of all time, but I think he's been a great coach. I think, though, that the reason you hear his name mentioned with the Laker job is, one, what George said, which is maybe he would like to come back to living the lifestyle of Los Angeles rather than the lifestyle of Philadelphia or Boston, whatever. So more of that West Coast lifestyle. That's number one. Number two, there is an assumption that if the Philadelphia 76ers don't make it to, let's just say, the Eastern Conference Finals, that it's going to be a monster disappointment, and then maybe there would be a situation where Doc would get fired. So he might might be available. But I think the third part, and probably the most important part of why people even mention Doc Rivers, is because, you know what? He's a grown-ass man. you know, right. And he's had some success, and he's got himself a ring, and he had a real playing career, and a guy like Doc Rivers has enough um, clout, not just as a coach, but there's, it's a little deeper than that when it comes to Doc Rivers. 
Doc, like LeBron, especially during the pandemic and all the, the turmoil that was going on in America at the time, Doc was a very outspoken person about social justice issues. And so I think that there's a, a, a healthy respect that that someone like LeBron would have or does have for a Doc Rivers, which would then allow Doc to actually coach the team. And so I think that that there's a lot of reasons why people put his name out there. But, yo, he's under contract, at least for now. Yeah, that's not happening. I mean, I kind of dismissed that earlier. So, um, look, I I think if you're looking at the Lakers situation, it's not going to be Nick Nurse. It's not going to be Doc Rivers. It's not going to be Quinn Snyder. Like, it's not going to be Jason Kidd. Like, I think you need to kind of get your mind off of those guys. That's all I'm saying. Uh, don't disagree. Now we're looking for a name. Looking for something again. I told you, Jawan Howard, man. Which I liked. I, and listen, that's a, to me, it's that's an out. The, I, that, I, I'm telling you, he's going he's gonna to be interviewed, if I had to guess. And again, that's not a report. That's me just recklessly speculating. But, but being interviewed versus who is actually going to get the job, it may be Jawan Howard. But listen, here's one other thing, George. We assume that Jawan Howard wants the job. He may not. You know, he may like being at his alma mater at Michigan. I mean, Mark Jackson is another option. He's an option. But, again, we talked about this yesterday. Mark Jackson is a guy who, in my opinion, I'm watching him on television right now. Mark Jackson is a guy, to me, that is the NBA's version of John Gruden in that he's become a very famous television personality. And every time there's a job that comes up, people remember his three years in Golden State, which weren't championship years. No, I mean, those guys were young. Yeah. I understand. I got it. But but can I just remind everybody that Mark Jackson has not coached since, as you pointed out yesterday, George, I think it's 2014. 2014, yeah. Right. So we're talking about eight years that the guy hasn't been on the bench. Now, look, he's been at every arena. He's he's seen every player. He's He's done his own scouting. He's done his analysis for television. John Lynch did the same thing for Fox. He turned into a general manager with the San Francisco 49ers. And, and guys do it. But... It, I don't think Mark Jackson is the answer to a championship. Uh, I don't know, man. He got the he got the Warriors to a fifty win team when they were you know a disaster basically prior to that. I'm not saying he's not a good coach. He might be a really good coach. He might. But be I a just think right now, coach. I think right now you either want you want one of two things. You either are bringing in a a, a coach like a Jawan Howard, who's still in theory young for a coach, right? We would agree with that. Yeah, Juwan Howard's probably like 48, 49, 50, somewhere in that neighborhood. Right, in that range, right. And, and you know, he's young for a coach, and he's your guy that you can allow to steward you through the end of LeBron's career and then beyond, right? Which is, or, why, which is why he may not want the job. Or you are hiring someone that will be here for at least, you know, approximately three years through the end of LeBron's career. Well... Again, if you're Jawan Howard, here's what you've got to decide. Do I like being at Michigan where I'm, you know, uh, uh, people look up to me. They love me at Michigan. I'm part of the Fab Five. I'm part of the history of the basketball program. And, and I've done really good things with this program here in just the last couple of years. Do I want to leave my school to go to the Lakers, which has what we all perceive now to be a very dysfunctional front office? Did you read the report today, George, uh, in The Athletic, um, Orem? Did you happen to read what he wrote No, today? I didn't read it, but I saw you sent the thing. I didn't get well, to I'll tell you one thing that he said that I thought was really, Give me really some interesting. Highlights. Uh, here's, yeah. here's the highlight for me. You ready? Listen to this yeah. paragraph. In the last five seasons, 
the Lakers have cycled through three head athletic trainers, three head strength coaches, and a couple of dozen supporting staffers, to say nothing of the roster that's been overhauled annually. I will tell you right now, I did not know that. I didn't know that the Lakers had changed their athletic trainer three times in the last five seasons. I didn't know that they had fired and and rehired different strength coaches. When you have strength coaches and trainers coming in and out, that is really bad. And you know where that can manifest itself? On the floor. Mm -hmm. You talk about dysfunction, these sorts of little nuggets that we hear about. Again, did you know this, George? Because I didn't know this. Uh, I knew they had cycled through a lot of different groups. Yes, okay. not I didn't know the exact number. No. Okay, so that's bad, really bad. Three different head trainers and three different head strength coaches in the last five years, that's bad. And so it's hard to build consistency on the floor when there's so much inconsistency and dysfunction behind the scenes. So if I'm Jawan Howard, am I, am I like jumping at the opportunity? Ooh, the Lakers. Oh, I want to be the coach of the Lakers. I want to coach LeBron. If you're Juwan Howard, are you jumping at that? Maybe. I mean, I have a relationship with the guy, so maybe. Meaning Juwan Howard has a relationship with LeBron James. Correct. Well, and the way you said it, I thought maybe, you know, you were talking about your relationship with Juwan Howard. No, no not mine. You said I got a relationship with the guy. No, I'm saying if I'm him, that's what I'm saying. Oh, you were in character at that moment. Correct. I'm, I'm Juwan. <laughs> got it. Got it. I didn't get that. But I got it now. Clearly. <laughs> I think he's a very uh, boomer bust hire, right? Fair to say. All right. Well, listen, I just didn't know that. Again, I had no idea that there was this much behind the scenes. Again, the word is dysfunction that I'm using. And I, I'm just surprised to hear it. Three head trainers. And, and by the way, you wonder why guys can't stay healthy. There's another thing. Every year we're changing out trainers. Go hire the best guy. Girl, whoever. Hire Alex Toussaint. Hey, 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 that's a good idea because Alex Toussaint could also motivate the Lakers. Hey, LeBron, do you be free, let go, have fun, spread love. I mean, all the things that Alex Toussaint says to me when I'm taking a Peloton club bangers ride. Those are the things that Alex Toussaint may say to the Lakers. Motivational coach is what he Russell Westbrook would love that if someone told him to do you. And be free. Yeah. And have fun that. and spread yeah, love. I wouldn't do anything. You don't think, <laughs> huh? <laughs> Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
Ah, beautiful. Are we playing big deal or no deal? Let's do it. Let's go. Thank you, Christopher. Linz, what do you got? All right, guys. So a month after the launch of the Saudi Arabia-backed Golf League, attempting to woo some of golf's biggest names from the PGA Tour, now its CEO and Commissioner Greg Norman is apparently getting ready to announce a handful of names committed to the controversial league. Two-time Masters champ Bubba Watson, along with Lee Westwood and Ian Poulter, as well as five-time tour winner Kevin Na, are among those expected to join the $225 million rival. The final details are still being confirmed, but the plan is to announce some of the players who are planning to join in the coming weeks. Is this a big deal or no deal, Cap? I'm going to say it's a big deal. I actually really love this story. George, have you followed this at all? No, no, I'm not familiar with it. I'm hearing it uh, for the first time. I love this story because this is what Phil Mickelson was talking about when Phil Mickelson opened his mouth and people were so offended that Mickelson isn't playing on the PGA Tour. He didn't play in the Masters this past weekend. And Phil Mickelson has really been, I want to say, excommunicated from the PGA Tour. I'm not saying he won't come back. I'm just saying he is persona non grata right now all because of what he said about the Saudi Arabian League. I'm surprised to hear that a guy like Bubba Watson in the prime of his career would want to leave, but there's so much money being thrown at these guys. So, yeah, I, I actually think whatever happens ultimately, whether it goes or it fails or they don't sign guys or they do, I, I think this is a big deal. Uh, I mean, I think it's a big deal, but I think to your point it can kind of blow up in their face, again, without a ton of information on it. Um I, I do, but I do think it's a big deal. I think it's a huge risk for him, though. I mean, it's going to lie in his pockets, but uh, I, I just think the, the way he's being going to be viewed, I think is a. It, I think we don't take. Here's what I would say. I had a friend who once told me in this business, don't ever make a decision based solely on money. It can't be the only reason. You know what I mean? Like, there's got to be other reasons behind it, and I feel like this is one of those situations where he made the decision solely based on money. Yeah, but gosh, I would think Bubba Watson's made enough money by now. I mean, Greg Norman's always been known as kind of a wheeler dealer business guy and, you know, thinking money only, but I mean, it's been his reputation anyway. Mm-hmm. I think big yeah. deal. I think I, Bubba Watson's like prime is, I don't know if he's in the prime of his career anymore. I think his prime was. I think he's the prime masters. is behind him. Yes, yeah. for sure. Well, yeah. How old do you guys think he is? I mean, I'm just thinking that he's probably I, in his mid 30s. Sure, but look at Ricky Fowler. Like, he's younger, way younger than him. Like, he's in his early 30s. But you could say, like, his best years of golf as of right now are clearly behind him. He didn't yeah. even make the Masters. Like, he didn't no. qualify. Maybe he, maybe he was more hype than he was game. Maybe he was more about bright orange outfits than he was no, about really playing he, great he golf. he had some really, Once really Once you're in your 40s in, in, go- in competitive golf, like, that's, that's like, not – that's not your prime anymore. I would agree. But, you know, listen, Phil Mickelson won a major championship in his early 50s. It happens. I, I mean, I get it, but it doesn't happen all that often, you know, is what I'm saying. Still surprised. Bubba Watson. I just would think he's such a popular name on the PGA Tour to be going and being a part of all of this. Did Phil Mickelson win in his 50s? Are you sure? He's yeah, like I think he was 50 like years 50. old. I think he's 50 years old when he won. 50 or 51. When no, he he's like 50 or 51 now. Yeah, he's uh, Phil's 51, 52 right there. But, yeah, he won a, a major championship at 50 years old. Was it last old. year? Somebody's going to have to do some research. I think, I, it was, I think it was two years ago was the last time he won his first major. No, he had a major. He did win a major in the in last couple years. I didn't know if it was last year. The PJ year, Championship, yeah. And then he PGA was 50, okay. 50 or 51 oh, then there you years go. old. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. He's 50. Yeah. All right. Okay. okay. Next one. 50. So. 
Speaking Tuesday on WLW Radio before his team's home opener in Cincinnati. Oh, I've heard this story. Yes, this is a good one. The Reds president, Phil Castellini, was asked why fans should maintain trust in an organization that has finished above 500 and made the playoffs just three times in the last 10 seasons. Oh, my God. Castellini, of course, yes, he knocked it out of the park with his response. Here's what he said along with the question from the interviewer. People who say, look, uh, faith has earned 15 years of ownership. They haven't won to the extent that we would like. And so you had my faith, but you've lost it. Why should that fan maintain trust in you? Well, where are you going to go? <laughs> Let's start there. I mean, sell but the team to who? I mean, well, that's the other thing. I mean, you want to have this debate? You know, if, if you want to look at what would you do with this team to have it be more profitable, make more money, compete more in the current economic system that this game exists, mm-hmm. it would be to pick it up and move it somewhere else. Yeah. And so be careful what you ask for. Oh, boy. So is uh, what he said a big deal or no deal, Sedano? I mean, big deal and really stupid. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. Yeah, why don't you threaten your uh, your fan base that you're going to leave, uh, you know, I – I don't know, man. Like, I, he's since apologized, clearly, but it just was absurd to me. Just Where are you going to go? Well, if I'm a Reds fan, I'm going to go across the street and spend all my money on the Bengals. So that's the owner of the Reds? It's the owner's son, but he is the, yeah. the president of the team. And he's telling a radio host. So fans are mad at the yeah. Reds. They want, you know, similar to a lot of bad owners, they're like, they did nothing this offseason. Like, they're just wasting away some of these really good players, like Joey Votto's, like Prime, whatever. They're not doing anything. They need to sell the team. And he's saying, well, I sell to who? Like, the only way that would work is if we move the team. So is that really what you want? Like, just being a complete jackass about it. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Um, Here's the thing about baseball. We were taught, and I would say in some ways brainwashed for many years, that small market teams like Cincinnati or Tampa or Oakland can't really keep up with the Dodgers or the Cubs or the Giants. And I never really understood it. But, you know, the the explanation would always be, well, the television deal for the San Diego Padres is $250 million, and the television deal for the L.A. Dodgers is $100 million. And so the disparity between these two franchises and their television deals, that's why this franchise can only have a payroll of $50 million and this franchise can have a payroll of $250 million. And you know what? That's all a big lie. That is a lie. All these owners in baseball are billionaires. And yep. if they wanted to pump money into the product on the field, they could. They don't want to. You know why? Because they're billionaires. And they know how to, how to actually make money and what not to spend money on. And they're in the entertainment business, and the entertainment business is not the winning business. I can go on a rant forever. No, no, two different things because the the billionaires didn't become billionaires by blowing money, you know, frugally, whatever the word is, fruitlessly, whatever, whatever, you know what I mean. Here's what what I'll add, though. Um, There was a story that came out that they've made a a lot of money uh, in – uh, whatever it is, uh, revenue sharing and things of that nature. So it's just a terrible, terrible take because, again, people will find that stuff out, man. You can find that stuff pretty easily, you know? So After the lockout, it's, it's amazing to me how any MLB owner is going to claim poor. Well, listen, any owner of any sports franchise who threatens its fan base that it would move, um, be prepared because that is when fan bases really get turned off. How dare you threaten me that you're going to move the team because our city's not good enough for you because you can't make enough money. 
I've seen this firsthand, and it doesn't go well for the owner. I get it, Cap. That's why I boycotted the Indians slash Guardians. I'm done. I'm not like I'm not rooting for them or spending money on. Them. I I want them to win, obviously, but I'm not spending any money on their merchandise or tickets until they sell the team because I've had it. My friend is with you, Lindsay. He's from Akron. And he was so mad. He was like, he texted me. He's like, I'm boycotting, blah, 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 blah. I'm turning into a Dodger fan. I was like, are you really? He's like, no, but I'm not spending money on them. I'm like, oh, my God. Well, guess what? Opening day is in, what, two days in Cleveland, home opener. It's still not sold out. That has never happened before. And they only have, like, they barely even have 30,000 seats anymore. They have, like, 27,000 seats. And the home opener is not sold out. That's problematic. Anyway, rant over. All right, bingo. Well, well, <laughs> last one. Oscar De La Hoya is a true believer in the boxing ability of social media star Jake Paul. So back in December, we all remember, Paul scored a brutal one-punch knockout in his rematch with former UFC champion Tyron Woodley. And then in talking to TMZ today, De La Hoya said, quote, let me tell you one thing about Jake Paul. He's the real deal. I'm going to tell you that. With only four or five fights and the way that he's taking it seriously – He's the real deal. I dare anyone who has boxing, who has MMA experience to call him out because I can tell you one thing. This guy can beat a lot of good champions, even maybe great champions. Is what Oscar De La Hoya said about Jake Paul a big deal or no deal, Sedano? I mean, it's a big deal because it's coming from Oscar De La Hoya, but I also think if, if I had to guess, and I, you know, I, I feel like this is a, uh, a business decision is what I would call it. I feel you. I understand what you're saying. Look, Oscar De La Hoya is in the promotion game. Yeah. Oscar De La Hoya is into putting on fights to make money. And he understands that Jake Paul, whether he's a good fighter or he's not a good fighter, he's a guy who can fill seats and can sell pay-per-views. I mean, this guy, Jake Paul, the amount of followers and subscribers he's got on YouTube for a podcast where he's sitting around with his buddies and they're just talking a bunch of crap. The guy is just the, the guy can, I mean he he can sell fights. That's what jealous? Oscar's business is. Are you jealous? Yeah, I'm jealous. <laughs> of course, I'm you know, jealous. You know, a big portion of his audience cap is from opening po- unboxing Pokemon cards. Yeah, you I don't know anything that. about these Pokemon card thingies, well, and I don't really get it. it. But, but George, I am jealous because I literally was watching one of these Jake Paul podcasts recently. Don't ask me why. And I was like, what, what is he doing that he has this kind of an audience that we don't do? Been on the radio for 25 years. What are we doing wrong? This guy's sitting around with his pals on a couch talking crap. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. I think he, he like goes after people on social media. He calls guys out. He uses other people to gain awareness about himself. You know? See, I think that you're just you're jealous because of that because you that stuff that you probably would have done more of when you were younger you just came around at the ra- you came around at the wrong time. No, it's not that I came around at the wrong time. It's that the mediums were not available to me at the right time. You ju- that's literally the definition of you came around at the wrong time. No, didn't you hear the way I framed it though? <laughs> didn't you hear the way I framed it? The way I framed it was no, no, no. 
I was at the right time. It's just that the platforms were at the wrong time. Right. Yeah, okay. To accommodate me. You were ahead of your time, Cap. Yeah. yeah. You tell him, Lindsay Baseball. Yeah. All right. That is Big Deer No Deal each and every day at 630. It's true, man. <laughs> man, I'm telling you right now, if there was YouTube back in like 1998, forget oh, yeah. about it, man. Yeah. Forget about it. Yeah. But that was pre-kids. You can't do that when you have kids now. Yeah, but I can do it now that my kids are grown up. Like, I couldn't do it from when they were little kids to when they were, like, 13, 14, but now I could do that. Now you're like, whatever. Yeah, now it's like, kids, you want me to make money or not? Like, here's the thing. He makes a lot of money, though, doing this stuff. And you could do, like, do some of these stunts that he does. Like, that whole, like, story I told about the guy, like, suing for the cockroach in his ear. Make something like that up and and talk about it on your Instagram Live or something. You'll go viral, and then you'll have all kinds of followers, and you just keep doing stuff like that. Yeah, you got to do kooky stuff. See, I don't care about fame. So I, I'm fine. Yeah, but I don't care about fame either. I care about but money. You'll, money. You'll make money. Once, <laughs> once you have all those followers, you'll make the money, Cap. Yeah. Yeah, I'm jealous. I, George, your, your question is legit. I do have a TikTok. You, can everybody follow me on TikTok? Don't yeah. we all have what, one? I have one. I just don't use it. What's Same. your TikTok, Cap? My TikTok is Scott Kaplan 9 but I've never really used it. Oh, well, you need to start using oh, it. That's where you, your money see, you're is. The, you're the perfect candidate for TikTok. You know Richard Jefferson has like half a million TikTok followers. Wow. Really? Oh, he is fantastic on TikTok. He's really good at it, though. You have he, to follow. You have to see what he does and just kind of do the same thing. He you know, goes after people a lot, too, which is really, really funny. But he also seems to like, how do they, I, I got to admit, I'm a little lazy when it comes to this. The, the ability to produce it's very looking easy. Content it's on very TikTok. easy on TikTok. It is. is it, yes. It, it seems hard to me. You could figure it out. Mason could figure it out. So you could figure it yeah. out. Wait, did Mason do this? Did he figure it out? He did for like two days, and then he he got bored with it. Because oh, <laughs> I'm gonna start getting into TikTok. George, oh, you have a TikTok? I do, but I never use it. You know what your TikTok? Handle I don't even is? know what my handle is. How about that? Let me see. I think I think we followed each other once when we talked about this forever ago about Hold TikTok. On. Let me find it. Because I remember Greg followed me and like I don't even know I don't even know where TikTok is on my phone. Oh man, that? same. Hold on. Don't you got to either do all kinds of crazy stuff, Cap, and you can collaborate with other people, and oh, that's fun. how you get all the followers, or just find a niche. You know, like Scott a niche Kaplan thing. one, Sedano J. Oh, Sedano J. Yeah, Sedano follow me J, on TikTok, huh? Sedano J. Even though I'm never on there. So Sedano J, Scott Kaplan one. Scott Kaplan 1? Are you sure it's on Scott Kaplan 9? Really? No, 1. No, it's Scott Kaplan 1, and you got some, like, nose thing where you're waxing yeah. your nose. Yeah, it's Scott Kaplan 1. Yeah, um, you have the nose oh, yeah. waxing on yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then yeah, mine yeah. is the same, unique <laughs> underscore, and then Lindsay is yours, Lindsay Baseball. Oh, here's, yeah, here's I've never, one. legitimately never done a TikTok. Um, here's yeah. me and it Chris Morales. share your first video. Yeah. yeah, here's me and Chris on my TikTok. This is when we were at the, uh, the golf tournament, and I'm rocking a Sunday Swagger shirt, and then... And then Morales asked me to change my shirt, so I ripped it off, showed off my belly, you know, my gut, my rolls. Mine is Lynn's face. <laughs> I it? think we should do we should do a thing where like I get a lot of TikTok followers and I still haven't posted a video. That'd, now, that be, would that'd be, be cool. How many TikTok followers do you have right now, George? I, I I only twenty two because I've never asked for TikTok followers. Okay, I've got eighty two. I'd like to get to a hundred by the time we get Aww. off the air. Follow Scott Kaplan one. Scott Kaplan one on I have TikTok. 49. Yeah, I, I know, need eighteen. I need eighteen followers to get to a hundred. You know who's a really good follow on TikTok? Who Eugenio Derbez. I I like he's like a Mexican, but he uh, like super baddie actor, and he's done a lot of other stuff. 
but he's done also like English movies. He, him and his family are amazing on TikTok. Like, I'm not a big TikTok person, but Eugenio Derbez to me, like, oh, I, I love just, TikTok. I could get lost crazy. on there. I just well, got followed by Lindsay, Lindsay Baseball. She just followed me. Well, that's kind of the point is that you can get lost on there, right? I got, I got 85 followers right now. I don't. Boom. Look at that. Three of on them. On TikTok. Wow. You're TikToking it. I don't even know. How the hell did all these TikToks of me happen? You posted them. Yeah, I didn't post them. <laughs> yeah, I, like, That's I don't, know how, to, I don't know how to post anything. Well, clearly you do because you did. <laughs> I don't know if I did this. Maybe somebody else did this for me. Oh. I mean, there's a possibility. That's I'm thinking possible. my kids may have done this for me. Yeah, I am getting my nostrils waxed. It's true. Right. Is that in Downey? No, no, this is no, a different no. one. This is no. pre-Downey. Yeah, pre-Downey. Oh. Remember he started talking about this forever ago, and we were like, ew, ew, and then they did it in Downey. Here's me dancing with my daughters, though, where I'm just showing off some moves, which I mean, you don't is impressive, it. I think. I mean, showing off some moves. So, Sedano J, make sure you go and follow Sedano J. Yeah, follow Sedano. me on TikTok. I may, yeah. I may one day post a video. And then following. Scott Kaplan won. But you know what's going to happen? I'm going to post a video, and it's going to go super viral. Whatever I do decide to post the first one, you're going to want to see it because it's going to be something ridiculous. Turns it out I'm already following one. you, George. True. Yeah. What? I'm, I'm already following you here, man. You got 19 followers. You're doing good. Oh, it's 19. Oh, it's yep. 22 I'm following. There we go. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. 22 yep. you're following. I'm following you now, George. We're friends on t- on TikTok. Re- remember how I, I asked you guys or we talked about that weird dude that was at the remote with the money in his nose? He had like three, I think it was like 30 million views on something dumb. Yeah. Like, what the? He, uh, it's funny. I had this conversation with Mina Kimes the other day about TikTok. Like, we literally were, like, talking about it. And it's just like, I can't bring myself to doing it. But if I am going to do it, I may just do one video. And the one video will be epic, though. Dude. How about this? I have a question, though. Like how about Jay-Z. this? But, but wait, how about this? You ready? Yeah. What if everybody here started using TikTok, but you gave up a different platform. So you're you're replacing it. Because, by the way, I'm watching... I don't use that many platforms to begin with. I really only use Twitter, and occasionally I use Instagram. Okay, well, I use Twitter, Instagram, Instagram Facebook, Ugh. LinkedIn. Ugh. LinkedIn? Yeah. I'm on Do you have a LinkedIn account? Yeah. I have LinkedIn. LinkedIn's great for networking. You don't use LinkedIn, George? I mean, LinkedIn for what, Scott? Who do you need to LinkedIn with? <laughs> well, for <laughs> me... For Sided. Yo, Sedano's like, I'm, I'm George Sedano, bro. <laughs> That's it's really... I'm just saying. Like, it's who really, do you need to LinkedIn with? I love with? it, though. Well, dude, I mean, in, listen, there's we got we got multiple lives here, you know? Um, you know, part-time, you're doing radio. Other part-time, you're doing podcasting. Other time, in my case, I got this software company. So for me, for that, for that life of business, that's where business lives on LinkedIn. No, it's good. It's it's a good platform. Like I definitely suggest it for networking. It's great. But, but here's the thing, just real quick, I'm watching the Toronto Blue Jays against the Yankees. Now, why would I be watching this game? Uh, I have a friend who just got traded from the Guardians to the Blue Jays, and he just got his first at bat. He grounded out to first base. So that's Zimmer, why I was watching yeah, this game. They saw, they saw uh, Stephen Kwan, and they were like, oh, enough of Zimmer. Let's get him out of here. Yeah, so my boy Bradley Zimmer got traded to, uh, to Toronto. But I'm watching this Yankees game, and behind the um, catcher and you know where you can see the advertisements on the wall, TikTok. TikTok us at the Yankees. So the Yankees are not pushing right now. They're not pushing Twitter or Facebook or Instagram. The Yankees are saying... TikTok, follow us at Yankees. You know why? Tell me. 
because they've solidified their following on those platforms. So they're trying right, they to grow TikTok. They want to grow TikTok. They want a younger audience. Exactly. We so, need to grow TikTok. That's all I'm saying. You know okay. what? I'm going to post my, uh, uh, what is it, like a minute that you can post on TikTok from my live tonight. I think you could yeah. post longer now. I think they changed oh. it. I, see, I don't know anything about TikTok. I'll figure yeah, it out. Yeah, I'm telling you, I'm not going to, I'm going to do one TikTok video eventually. And when you see it, it's going to be something you're going to think is hilarious. Mm. Let me see I just how haven't I'm figured doing that here. out yet. Let but me see it's going to be, so, I, I'm <laughs> not going to do, I'm going to do something that is going to be like funny, like that will go viral. Guys, when we started this conversation, I had and not like viral, followers. and I'm gonna get and I, I'm gonna get fired away, but viral no. in like a funny way. Yeah. I, I had 82 followers when we started this conversation. I said I wanted yeah. to get to uh, 100 by the time we get off the air. I am currently at 109. Nice. Boom. Oh, good job. I have three. I have Wait, three followers. Why now. can't I follow Lindsay? Back? Lindsay, it says follow back, and then I click it, and then it just says follow back. All right. I'm gonna, gonna show this. off some moves tonight. <laughs> I was like, gonna, I don't know how to do this. I'm gonna have to do this. I'm gonna have to rock the house tonight. See, I, I saw Lindsay. I'm gonna. I, I'm now following Lindsay. So there you go. Am I following? Four followers. Woohoo! Am I yep, following? Yeah, you're following me. Okay, yep. perfect. Yeah. Have we been on the air this whole time yes. after <laughs> Big Deal or No yeah. Deal? Okay, I yeah. didn't know that we were still yeah. on the air. Okay. <laughs> we have a minute to go, guys. You know, just keep <laughs> letting everybody. We've talked I'm about gonna, sports. I'm gonna post my whole Disney vacation on TikTok. Yes, dude, nice. you're gonna get so many followers from that. It's crazy. Really? Hey, yes. I found I found all my outfits for Disney on TikTok. Yes, people no are way. obsessed. Yeah. Disney. Yeah, Disney TikTok is a thing, man. Look it up. Okay, when she comes back, Lindsay, I swear, you're going to have so many followers, you must report. I will. Yeah. People love Disney. Yes. She's right. I mean, Jerry Lawler posted a video in front of the teacups at Disney, and he got like 2,000 followers. Well, he's Jerry Lawler, so there's that. Yeah, but he, he said king. it was all from Disney. Yeah. Maybe that. No, I don't want to do that. Uh, anyway. <laughs> um, I'm getting some messages on Twitter from people that want to collaborate on a TikTok. All right. Well, listen, we'll have to talk about this tomorrow, Cap, because Laura uh, made a math problem and we uh, we kind of yeah, messed we gotta up. Yeah, we got to go. <laughs> All right. So we're done. Great job, Kaplan, Lindsay, and Laura. We'll talk to you by Nana. See ya.